It's Quentin Seltzer, baby. Everybody loves me, and I have awesome yo. <laughs> Just leave it to Quentin. <laughs> I go to the gym every day, and it won't be long before the girl at the desk takes pity and gives me a free membership. I've worked 14 jobs, and I've been burned by french fry grease at just 11 of them. I've self-published more books than any great author. Uh, yeah, that includes Shakespeare. And women want nothing more than to get to know my T&D character, Fraser Dunblade. <laughs> Not just imaginary women in D&D, imaginary women in other role-playing games, too. <laughs> oh, and the school corporation said they want me back as a sub, even though that kid put his nose in front of my dodgeball. Well, you have to look on the bright side. The nose was almost completely not broken. Anyway, uh, I'm probably going to do a great job. What can I say? I I'm going to make some cool friends today. I mean, Todd's a cool friend. Todd's awesome. But uh, sometimes I think he's just using me for my $236 D&D dice. Like, when he borrows my $236 D&D dice, and then he doesn't return my calls. I have other friends. I just have to meet them today. Look, I know it was four weeks ago, and you were technically giving your number to Todd, but uh, I wrote it down, too. Some girls like having options. Maybe you're one of them. If we go on that date, baby, I'll definitely pay you back for the whole thing at the end of the month. Whether or not we become a couple. I promise, baby. Hey, this is Quentin again. The guy with the frosted tips. I'm bringing it back. <laughs> Call me back. Bye-bye. No way she's immune to that voicemail. <laughs> well, time for a great day of making friends and influencing people as a substitute teacher. <laughs> Dale Carnegie? More like Bale Carnegie <laughs> compared to me. <laughs> Just leave it to Quentin. Just leave it to Quentin. Chad, I hate to admit it, but your competitive raspberry is actually looking almost as great as mine. Or almost as not so great as mine. I used to be motivated by laziness, Olivia, but I realized there was something better I could be motivated by. Pure hatred. Um, who do you hate? I mean, specifically. If you list general categories, we'll be here all day. Oh, she's ugly. She thinks her raspberry's gonna beat mine. But she won't stop talking to me right now. Uh, what did I do? You took the field day trophy from me. I get it back. The only thing worse than no trophy is a pity trophy. Some people need pity trophies. The young, the weak, the Canadian. My mom gives me trophies all the time. For what? Like cleaning your room? I am a five-time recipient of the Hubert Cecil Booth Award for room cleanliness, yes. Who is Hubert Cecil Booth? Duh, the inventor of the vacuum. Have you ever even watched the History Channel? So, you won an award five times for cleaning your room? Once for every time I did it. Oh, for Pete's sake, Chad. I like grades and awards better than anybody, but I would honestly rather just clean my room or take my licks. I would rather not do either one. If my mom wants to give me some lame award, after which I do whatever I want, that's okay with me. Less stifling for the Chad. Seriously, Olivia, doesn't being a goody two-shoes ever make you feel like a big dumb dork? I'm not a big dumb dork, Chad. But doesn't being a goody two-shoes ever make you feel like one? Yeah, sometimes. And the pity trophy goes to you. Ha <laughs> uh ha! Whatever, Chad. Just wait till they judge between our raspberries, Buster. 
they're gonna have to give pity trophies to the judges because of how pitiful their pity for your pitiful plant will be. Do do do. Oh, hello, Olivia. Hello, Chad. Say, have either of you seen the python that somebody, uh, let's call him Rip McGregory, quote unquote, let loose in this here greenhouse? No. Um, no. Say, Elliot, great raspberry. I think you'll win the contest for sure. Chad Levy, your raspberries are good too, in the sense that they're good for nothing and <laughs> make good compost in a compost heap. Oh, really terrible job, both of you. <laughs> you should make yours more like Elliot's. Too bad you don't have enough time before the semester ends. <laughs> ah, there's the devil. We meet at last, my slimy, slithery friend. Rip, bend your breath on. About time, Chip. You're welcome, Rip McTriggery. It's true. Yours could have used more watering if you'd actually been to school yesterday. I played sick and I watched that creepy clown on TV all day. Kamala Harris? Mr. Chuckles. And sure, mine could use more watering, but yours could use less <laughs> stinkering. I bet I could beat you. Be quiet. My raspberry is the best. They're just tricky or something. Anyway, it ain't over till the fat lady sings, Chad. It is now over. You're dismissed your next class. Ah, she's so fat. Rip McTregory's Python has been returned, Lance. Uh, Rip McTregory, our science teacher who's going on sabbatical as of today, Chip. The very same, Lance. I uh, wonder what made him decide to leave as of today, and why he seems like he wants to punch me. I uh, know, Chip, but it might have something to do with you hitting him in the face during Cactus Pair Dodgeball the other day. <laughs> I guess he wasn't very good at it. And speaking of not being good at things, Chip, I guess you're, uh... Teaching science class now. Never fear, Lance. I'll teach the best science class in the world, or the earth ain't flat. Just go, Chip. I'd supervise, except I forgot my blood pressure meds. Maybe you should take some memory pills, too. Yeah, I'll do that when you start remembering to take your brain pills every day. Lance, <laughs> if I take my brain pills every day, it messes with my ability to move lemurs with my mind. Well, off to science class I go. Doop, do, 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 do. Hello, Chip. Where are you off to, Chip? I'm doing the only thing that rhymes with bleaching my pants. Teaching science. Uh, but Chip, that's great, Chip. Right, Walter? Oh, yes, right. I love things that are great and right. Do 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 do. Uh, Dr. Buckner booked Quentin Seltzer to teach that class, Gary. Lance must not have seen it, Walter. Chip and Quentin could be a volatile combination, Gary. Which could reflect poorly on our interim principal, my dear Walter. <laughs> you always had the brains, my dear Gary. <laughs> we both have the looks and the personality. <laughs> hey ho, boys and girls, it's the Quinster. That's Mr. Seltzer, the science black belzer to you all. <laughs> I'm a little bit like a vinegar and baking soda volcano. 
Mildly amusing the first few times. Boring and totally lame. <laughs> Mind-blowing every single time you see me. <laughs> now let's take out our textbooks. And I mean, take them out, yo. <laughs> like with a rocket launcher. When you have a thought tiger, like Quentin Seltzer prowling the brain jungle, you don't need no textbook. Didn't you just get fired from being the gym teacher? Good thing Dr. Buckner believes in 20-second chances, kid. Well, let's get this science class started. If you don't know who I am, I'm an awesome guy around the town of Sanityville who everyone loves, a self-published author, pastoral intern at First Church of Sanityville, rap artist, raconteur. Let's see, if you ever saw the flyers for the beautiful women's support group that meets at Arby's on Tuesday, if you ever saw a guy sitting at Arby's on Tuesday trying not to cry and do his milkshake, those are both me. I guess it's everything you need to know. Now, science. <laughs> Yeah! Uh, science! Uh, science rap! Yo, my name is Quentin, and I'm here to teach about things that appear on the beach, assuming those things are science -y things like the property of gravity or Saturn's rings. I'm better at science than Albert Einstein. How can I not be with a brain like mine? So whether you're a fella or whether you're a dame, you have to agree, this rap ain't lame. You don't have to hold your applause. Come on, kids. What about our fruits and vegetables? Quiet, Chad. Let the sub talk. Yeah, you're right. Let's see how bad he mangles science. So, let's talk about E equals MC squared. I'll try not to talk in circles. <laughs> <laughs> now, in Einstein's theory of special relativity, mass and energy are physically the same and can be transformed into each other. Unlike, of course, in pre-Einsteinian theoretical physics, which considered mass and energy to be distinct. So, E equals MC squared could be expressed as follows. The increased relativistic mass of a body multiplied by the speed of light squared equals the kinetic energy of that body. <laughs> Why has the mass of my teaching been transformed into the energy of a bunch of kids with their mouths hanging open? Mr. Seltzer, um, <clears throat> can you say that slower? Uh, and, uh, dumber? Dumber than I already did, little guy? This is all stupid. I'm gonna need you to drink a nice cool glass of shut up, unibrow. What? Hey, look, it's our old friend, Zippy the Lippy, the talking teacher's lunchbox. Hey, Zippy, anything special you'd like from the, from the one-browed wonder here? I'd like him to zip his lip. Oh, I heartily agree, Zippy old chum. But, but I... Lost? Nothing. Yet another person stifles the child. Okay. <laughs> Thanks, Zippy. Now let's venture on with some fourth grade science, shall we? Now, people throw around the term quantum chromodynamics a lot, but... Um, Mr. Seltzer? Uh, this better be about quantum chromodynamics, little girl. My dad said you were... Uh, <clears throat> never mind. Little girl, little girl, did you think I was some fake loser nerd? <laughs> I'm a real true blue nerd, yo. Ha, I'm the creator of the hero of the greatest sci-fi dystopian nanopunk meets diesel punk self-published novel ever. Quantum Chromo Man. Who wants to hear an excerpt? <laughs> Good thing I keep it pulled up on my laptop at all times. Yeah! Chapter 1. Steve Barrington's chiseled jaw was set grimly. The quarks are restless tonight, he postulated determinedly. Wow! Wow! Good afternoon, boys and girls! I'm your new science teacher, Mr. McGregory. 
You may recognize me from such classrooms as, uh, well, uh, this one. Um, actually, I'm the new science teacher. Also, uh, well, 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 my old nemesis, who I tried to get kicked out of First Church of Sanityville <laughs> in a life-changing incident that ultimately paved the way for his reintroduction into church community, etc., etc. Well, 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 uh, guy I don't remember at all, except I think maybe his name is uh, Bingo Blurpinson. Bingo Blurpinson? Oh, come on, I'm one of your most memorable enemies. Oh, Bagel Gremlin? The, 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 bag- the what? No, I'm Quentin Seltzer, baby. Quentin Seltzer. Whatever you say, Bingo Blurpinson. Say, Bingo Blurpinson, can I ask you a question, Bingo Blurpinson? I'm here to teach science, and it was actually going well. Should we run it by Principal Lance? You know what? I I don't think Principal Lance thinks too highly of the Quinster. (laughs) Maybe we could just teach this one together instead of making a big thing. Suits me. Let's just hope we have the kind of science that (laughs) I have with all the ladies. (laughs) Chemistry. What should we teach? You you can't co-teach quantum chromo... Dynamics, so I guess we'll have to do something outside the box, like, uh, use Dr. Buckner's syllabus. Well, well, nothing's actively on fire. There's no possums running around destroying things, so maybe Chip's new science class is actually going okay. Say, wait a second. What's this memo? Quentin Seltzer? Shut up! Where'd you two come from? How'd you get in my office? Surprised to see us, Lance? Surprised to see us, Lance? Who double-booked Chip and Quentin? Must have been a clerical error, Lance? We do hope they stick to Buckner's new syllabus, Lance. Oh, for Pete's sake, I better get down there. The class will be in tatters by the time you get there, Lance? Between Chip and Quentin, what could possibly go right, Lance? Dang it all! Uh, let's see here. According to Dr. Buckner's new syllabus, a thing we want to make sure everybody understands is, uh, the man is an invasive species, baby. <laughs> Just like aliens. I don't mean like aliens from Mexico. <laughs> I mean aliens from a distant planet. Like Paraguay. Um, Paraguay isn't a planet, Uncle Chip. Oh, no. He got the Pluto treatment. Uh, the point, I believe, is this. Nature is perfectly perfect, most of the time, all by itself. But then, men come with their chopping, and their polluting, and their machines, and their garbage, and they invade nature. Ergo, man is an invasive species, and that's a bad thing, because invasions are bad. I don't know, Bingo. It sure seemed like a good move when I was part of a special ops force that invaded Quizwakistan. You were part of the Quizwocky Revolution? Sure was. It's only recently been declassified. Wasn't that one of the messiest, bloodiest wars in the whole region? Not my part. I just walked into the enemy compound and fired some shots and uh, frightened the enemy soldiers. Because, uh... <laughs> Nothing's more frightening than dying from real bullets! Uh, see? This is why it's bad to be an invader. I don't know, Bingo. You mean it was bad to free the people of Quizwakistan from enslavement to the dreaded Bedouin menace, the Sultan of Sadism. Because, uh, actually, Bingo, seems to me there are a good many times when you gotta take definitive action against evil things or people. That can mean deposing a vile dictator or chopping down some trees so you can put in a useful strip mall or something. <laughs> in that sense, it's very good indeed that man is an invasive species. Yo, man! McGregory, I mean, like, come on, do you really think the old U.S. of A. ought to be going into other countries and playing 
Mr. Imperial Warrior and his stuff. Huh? Uh, <laughs> you know, just like, should we be invading other sovereign nations that we're not at war with? Well, I was actually talking about Quizwakistan, Ohio, which was for a short period of time overrun by the Sultan of Sadism and his nefarious forces. Oh, I thought you meant, like, the other, the Now, quiz. bingo, Blurperson, you don't really think I'd bring up a fraud issue of foreign policy in a class of elementary school students like this and give a simplistic opinion that their parents would probably not appreciate. That'd be kind of silly. Yeah! Oh, yeah, of course. <laughs> That'd be silly. Okay, now I'm totally confused. I don't, I have no idea what we're talking about, but I, I for sure know it's bad when we destroy nature. You mean like the time I burned Burned down the jungle of Fernie Gully. You burned the whole jungle? Yep. That was still in my army days, of course. Hey, Chip. Invasive species much? Like, how could you do that, man? Well, flamethrowers and TNT mostly. Little napalm. I guess you could argue we shouldn't have torched the jungle, but that would have allowed for the survival of... Lots of animals! Jungle life, yeah! Yep, and the spore of mutating death. The, the, the spore of mutating death? Yep, the deadly spore of mutating death was ravaging through the jungle. If we didn't kill it, it would have killed more people than Oprah's secret murder island. Oh, sorry, that's still classified, children. You still didn't have to destroy the whole rainforest. Well, we didn't destroy the whole rainforest, just the parts that had the mutating spore of death. Parts such as, uh, let's see here, uh, Bunny Cove, uh, Endangered Bird Lake. Is it really so important that you stop the mutating spore of death? I won't tell you what the mutating spore of death does, Bingo, but uh, it involves death. I, I, hey, I'll give you that occasionally we might have to remove bad things, but unless we're defending ourselves from a mutating spore of death, <laughs> there is never any reason for man to impose his will on nature. You really mean it? Yeah, baby, of course I mean it. Well, there's one person I've always trusted. It's, uh, Bingo Burpinson, the guy that, uh, uh, let's see, the friend who, the, uh, the whip, well, shoot. This changes everything, Bingo, but if you say so. Possum Flamethrower Brigade, come in, Possum Flamethrower Brigade. As of this moment, I am no longer in command. I should not impose my will on you. Please disregard any and all restrictions on the use of your little Possum Flamethrowers and do whatever you want. Another round of unlimited fries, sir? I guess we need something to go with this wine. Just give me the fries, hun. Are you, um, having a good time, Lucille? Honey Pie, this is the best day I've been on in years. I love me some Red Robin. I don't know how you got a reservation. The Sparkster has a few tricks up his sleeve. Our power onion rings pair perfectly from our love. And they both pair beautifully with you. You look beautiful in your cocktail dress. And you've got the sharpest tuxedo of anyone here. Looks like everything's coming up sparky. What could possibly go wrong? Possums, possums with tiny flamethrowers! Ascending the tables. Sparky, I told you I had one rule for dating. No marsupials! But we have so much in common! That's what I thought, too. That's what I thought, too. Goodbye, Mr. Sparks. It was nice knowing you. 
the only thing more endless than the fries is the pain in my heart and the tears in my eyes. Hey, Chip, what's going on? Hi, Lance. I was just teaching science to Bingo Burpinson and the kids, too. Why are there possums with flamethrowers all over town causing minor property damage, Chip? Well, Bingo said that man shouldn't impose his will on nature, Lance. Well, we're calling Quincy Bingo now? Uh, actually, my name is... Chip, if you read the Bible, God gave man dominion over nature. We're supposed to subdue it, which means make it do our bidding. Of course, we should be kind in the way we handle animals and plants, but humans are in charge, not nature. Whoa! Oh, <clears throat> Possums? Come in, possums. Quincy, you're fired. Oh, there's a 23rd time for everything. Hey, maybe these voicemails will cheer me up. Stop leaving me voicemails, you creep. I don't want to date you. Son, some of the neighbors reported your car in the driveway of the summer house. If that's true, I'll be disappointed in every way. Hey, idiot, it's Todd. I was just using you for your dice, and now they're mine, all mine. <laughs> well, at least I, I still have a. Uh, I'm just gonna go to my car and stay there and do something awesome because Quentin Seltzer is awesome. Quentin, do I need to call Roger Roger on you? I remember when Roger Roger worked for me. Duh! How do you like my unibrow now, Mr. Seltzer? Um, uh, I'm just gonna admit it. You might as well call me Hubert Cecil Booth. Because my life really, really just stinks. Like, like his life stank when his vacuum company lost in the market to Hoover. Well, goodbye, kids. Goodbye, Chip. Now hang on, Lance. Let me give you some facts. Fact number one. Montana has three times as many cows as it does people. Right, and what are the facts about what happened here today, Chip? We got a man here named Bingo Burpinson. And he didn't do nothing wrong except try to teach Commissioner Buckle's syllabus. Chip, this is Quentin Seltzer. Remember all the wrongs he did you in our previous adventures? Well, that's one of the advantages of my brain pills, Lance. I got a short memory for certain, uh, what's that word again? <laughs> Things! Daddy, he really was doing a good job before Uncle Chip came in. Uh, Quentin Seltzer was doing a good job at something? Uh, that's, that's not true. I, I was just reading from my novel. Quantum Chromo Man was about to explain to his cat Schrodinger about gravity. <laughs> Actually, maybe the cat was dead. I, I can never remember. But these kids don't need that. They need this syllabus. You know what the worst part of it all is? Lots of people said, you can do better when they saw my grades and stuff. And, and you know what Albert Vandevoort said? The same thing, but he really believed it. <laughs> I, I, I always thought I would do better for him. I mean, eventually. Anywho, that's the way it crumbles for the Quentin cookie. <laughs> Am I right? <laughs> uh, Quentin, what did Quaker Oats Man say to his dead cat? Uh. Quantum Chroma Man? Whatever. What did he say about gravity? Well, that it's the force by which an object draws other objects towards its center. <laughs> Everybody in Chroma World knows that. Right. Uh, what else do they know in Chroma World? Basic astronomy, biology, chemistry, geology. Just for a cr chrome, cr Chroma World? Well, actually, Chroma World is Earth, <laughs> but you don't know that till the end of the first novel. It's an awesome twist that nobody's ever done. Ha <laughs> ha!
<laughs> I'm gonna regret this, but... A little bit like I regret giving my possums tiny flamethrowers. If they work together, they could have made a big one. Um, regret what? Uh, you're hired back, Quentin. What? Yeah, I'd, I'd like you. You'd like me? You'd really like me? I mean, of course you do. <laughs> Quentin Seltzer is awesome. I knew it all along. Just leave it to Quentin. I'll be the best science substitute teacher of all time. I'll even work myself into, like, a real job. And the kids will love me. Right, Unibrow? Right. <laughs> Zippy the lunchbox says, All's well that ends well, except that Unibrow needs a spanking. Hey! Uh, just one thing, Quentin, this syllabus. I'll deliver every word of it, I promise, Mr. Lance. Deliver every word of it to the nearest garbage can. That's what I want from you. I don't want to hear any of this invasive species stuff in Vandivore school ever again. Vandivore knew that man of all the creatures has the spirit of God within him. Uh, hey, Janitor Bob. Didn't see you there. A garbage can, for the syllabus is right behind you, Mr. Seltzer. Oh, yeah! Nothing but net, baby! Just call me the bartender, because I just made an awesome shot. Good riddance to bad rubbish. See, Bingo? You can be glad nature didn't take its course this time. You bet I am, Chip. Oh, shoot, that reminds me. Chip, the Possum Flamethrower Brigade! Well, what about it, Lance? Well, if they had had bigger flamethrowers, they would have burned down Red Robin. What's wrong with that? That they didn't have bigger flamethrowers. <laughs> Good one, Dad. <laughs> You're biased, but I'll take it. Anyway, they're approaching the school now. You gotta regain control before they cause minor property damage everywhere. Stand aside, children. Chip McGregory's exercising dominion over nature. Yeah, here. Shall we walk down this hallway to science class and see how bad Chip and Quentin have bungled it, Gary? An excellent idea, Walter. Ah, possums! Possums everywhere! Burning things in a small but destructive way! Call animal control, Walter! Uh, didn't you read Dr. Buckner's science syllabus, Gary? We have to let nature run its course! Now my $400 Italian pants are on fire, Walter! My $500 Italian pants are on fire as well, Gary! Nature is terrible, Walter! It's the worst, Gary! Is, is this, this the, the end, end of Walter and Gary? I said tell your troops to stand down, girl. Look around, girl. Look at the minor property damage you've done. Look at the fear in these men's eyes. But you can still walk, girl. You can still walk. The things you believed in weren't wrong, Pink Eye. They were necessary. Stand down, girl. Come home. Dog, give me a hug. Uh, everything okay, Chip? It is now, Lance. It is now. A little dominion over nature never hurts, huh? Uh, Walter Gary Quinton's our new science teacher, and he's going to be teaching actual science, not this man is an invasive species stuff anymore. Just, uh, Walter? Gary? Oh, Walter and Gary? My $400 Italian pants! My $500 Italian pants! We are going to destroy you, Lance! We're going to get you fired, Lance! And drive you out of town, Lance! It's on, like, Donkey Kong, Lance! Like Donkey Kong, Lance! 
turns out I played a little Donkey Kong in my time. Do your worst, you feminine little weirdos. Oof! You know, Lance, I've been mulling it over, and I come to two conclusions. Number one, we gotta find the heart of this school. Uh, yeah, we'll get right on that, Chip. So, uh, what, what's number two? Well, I just don't think Walter and Gary are our friends. <laughs> and what gave you that impression, Chip? <laughs> yeah, context clues, friend. I'm a master of them. You've been listening to Chip and Lance in School of the Fates. Please write a kind review of this show and be sure to share it with a friend. Plus, support us at patreon.com forward slash soundofsanity to help us keep making these shows. <laughs>